Hi, welcome back to the MLRCP. This is Martin Marincello, your space captain on our spaceship, Galaga Galaga 11. Yes, I named my ship after the arcade game in my work. Yeah. I've been told my space intros are too cringy, so I've decided to make this one the most cringy one yet. Captain's Log 452-4201 As we fly down the Milky Way galaxy, our ship goes down as yet again my fluster muster combustion drive is shot. Or maybe my ship's out of gas. We just made it out with our lives in our last space battle with the Galacticanians of Space Harem 749. My ship has landed on some distant planet that has oceans, where large whales seem to circle my ship with high-pitched human voices singing, It's a small world. I think... I'm in a very dangerous situation. I might, I may not make this out alive. I think these whales are trying to sing me to death, and they're trying to steal my fluster muster condition drive. I think this would be a great time to think back on college, how I got catfish, and joining a fraternity. Episode 4.5: The Journey into Martin Part Two. Welcome to episode 4.5, Journey into Martin, part two. In our last podcast, I left off from sixth grade. Actually, I'm um, looking at a bunch of photos right now, and I'm deciding to start from... Oh, every time I start a podcast, I have to sneeze. It's the worst thing. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to keep that on the podcast. So starting back from high school, I'm actually looking at a couple pictures here that I'll most likely post maybe on a slideshow on the site so you can take a look at it with me. But after I finished middle school, I kind of want to just skip all the middle school stuff. <laughs> it wasn't too interesting. Um, but middle school, I was kind of learning. To be honest, I was kind of just learning a lot about everything still. Still very innocent still very very innocent like a like an innocent penguin and happy feet uh, I don't know I was going uh, going with that <clears throat> but oh my gosh it's it's the worst thing like you try to start a podcast and your allergies pick up you feel like your nose nasally and you just got to do it. There's no, there's no other way. Like, do I wait until my nose clears up? Do I wait for the time is right? Do I wait for the wind to blow my face and I have a small little fart? Like, all right. <sighs> Graduated middle school. And then I was off to high school um, in Los Altos High School. I actually lived in Mountain View at the time. I thought I was going to go to Los Altos. It's uh very lucky that I went to Los Altos because I feel like all the turns of events that happened at high school was very interesting, um, if not, you know, for my time there. Um, I was one of the few Asian Americans there um, at high school. We had like a weird um, little segment in high school where <laughs> there was a tree next to... I want to say the plaza of the high school, and they used to call this the Asian tree. And Los Altos uh, was known to be pretty affluent. 
Um, but agentry was, uh, you know, you guessed it, a bunch of Asians. <laughs> and all the Asians were, uh, I would say, very smart, very intelligent. You know, they're always reading books. They had long white socks. <laughs> you know, they did not care about um, how they were dressing at the time. And they knew that, uh, you know, since freshman year, what UC college they were going to go to. On the other hand, you had me. No clue what the fuck a college was. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to go to college. Um, you know, I was more of a a different, I feel like a more hipster um, Filipino at the time. I'm kind of looking at this picture where I was uh, definitely um, dressing in a beanie. And I used to wear like a sweater that made me look like an animal. And definitely still playing video games a lot during the time. And then um, just hanging out with a lot of people at the Asian tree. And high school was just very typical, you know, nothing violent, like very good high school um, that I attended. Um, I was in a cross country and I did wrestling towards um, my junior, senior year of high school. And it was in the wrestling team. I was in JV and then I was kind of forced into varsity. I wasn't that good. But uh, the wrestling team threw the most parties. Um, I remember... Um, we were with our, you know, really close friends at the time that would just uh, kind of force um, one of our other friends who had a house or mansion <laughs> to um, every time his parents go to um, Cabo or Cancun, Cancun, that was like a thing. It's like, oh, my parents are Cancun again. It's like party, party at his house. And then we would throw <laughs> the hugest like high school parties um, just because I was like part of the wrestling team. It was, it was pretty fun. I felt like that belt a lot of my character um, going towards the end of high school and then I was in cross country and I was making a lot of friends with um, you know everyone the general population and obviously I was running with the slow pe slower people from the Asian tree <laughs> we would like try to start those races and runs and then we would like sneak off and you know walk and try to run away from the coach at the time <laughs> We're like, oh no, she's there. And then we see an ice cream truck. Like, oh, let's go get ice cream. And then we'll like cut a path and like hella cheat cross country. <laughs> it was just something to do at the time. Um, I think it's super important to always be involved in sports. So, you know, like it's great that I did wrestling and I did cross country. I think I did Batman for a second. And I was a part of choir for like a minute. And then they realized I just can't sing. And they, the, I don't know what's called choir, but they did it at lunch all the time. But I just remember the instructor was like, someone's off, someone off. Someone nudges that person and let them know that they're off. And I'm just like, fuck, is that me? And I just won't sing. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, perfect. I'm like, all right. I was like, well, I got to try to sing. And I kept trying to sing. He's like, wait, wait. The coach would stop everyone. He's like, someone is being off again. Can someone nudge someone that they're being off and someone would nudge me. I'm like, dude, fuck this. I can't do this anyway. <laughs> like giving up my lunch to try to sing in this thing that I'm not a part of. And everyone had their own little small, like, secret close friend groups. And then I really did feel like I found that with the wrestling team. Um, and more into um, near the end of our senior year, we went, uh, me and a couple guys in the wrestling team, um, we're still in high school. And uh, our plan for our senior trip was to uh, drive down all the way to L.A. and sneak into a frat party. <laughs> And it was like four of us, I think. It was like this big guy, and he was, uh, you know, super one of the biggest like uh, 
and if uh football player at high school and he would go play it for college football and he just like for whatever reason at the time he's just eating a whole ton of celery and then like later in that story he ends up like throwing up the celery <laughs> um but he uh we were supposed to go down and then meet up his friend and she was supposed to like you know find us a place to stay and then we didn't really plan it out we kind of just got there I believe it was like a Friday night and, you know, we told all of our parents that you know, we were planning like a beach trip or something like that. And uh, we just <laughs> parked our car and, um, and it goes like UCLA in one of the parking lots and we just followed groups of people. And then we just try to talk to girls walking by and then we're just like, hey, blah, 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 what's your name? Like, oh, yeah, can you help us get in this party <laughs> and try to walk in with them? And then the girls are so nice. They're like, ah, oh, sure, fine. And they go walk into this frat party. And then the guy that was in front of this frat party, he's like, you, 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 come here. You're not coming to this party. And we're like, whoa, what, really? And, like, you could just tell. We look hella young as shit. Like, oh, God, I got to find the picture. I'll put it in there. And I remember um, the next day we looked all defeated and burnt out. But it was a pretty amazing trip. Some of us had wins and some of us had major losses. But... I won't really get into detail. It was a good trip. So just to give you kind of a little taste um, what I was like in high school. And once we graduated high school, I went to SF State. Uh, it was quite of a drive for me. I commuted my first year to SF State. Um, I was very, I want to say, being creative at that time. I feel like a lot of that time where I feel like I'm so aware and know about all the things to do and make a podcast because I used to buy microphones I used to try to like start I tried starting something back in high school but I just didn't have the network or you know the experience to feel confident in what I was doing um but what I was confident I was doing was like dressing up in a very interesting way where I would have a mohawk and wear really tight like really tight men's shirts and tight jeans and uh, <laughs> I was just, uh, I was, I was like, people know me in beginning of college and middle of college. I was like someone that always has like the craziest hairstyles. I was just cutting my own hair and I was just doing all these mohawks and dressing super hipster back in the beginning of college. And I was getting in really, really, um, fat really quickly at the time I don't want to call it the freshman 15 I was just eating all the time and then I just decided and I remember all my friends were just joining fraternities and like I just didn't see all my friends anymore so I was like I gotta make new friends so I made a lot of friends in my classes and we had like I had a couple groups that would you know roll with me and like we'd do things together it was super cool it was very like this is oh this is what college is like and meeting other people that you know you wouldn't have met because you met them in college, which I'm really thankful for. Um, those people probably know who they are. They're probably listening to this podcast. But I was kind of uh, steering away from my current friends that were joining fraternities. I was like, ah, I don't need to do that. I don't need to pay for friends. I just need a different outlet to, you know, focus on and potentially grow my skills and, you know, be better at. So I took up uh, running. I was running a lot. And I recorded, like, how much I ran and... It got to a point where I was just addicted to running. I was running every day, at least a mile, and then two miles every day, at least. Like, I'm not, when I say every day, like, every day. Like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I did this for almost half a year. 
and I put some pictures, and it's going to make me feel con- kind of conceited, but I was ripped. I was definitely had, like, a six-pack. All my muscles were defining. I was, like, feeling, like, the strongest, super fast, super healthy. Um, you know, I was just super just – I was, like, my grades were really good, too. I was, like, super trying hard in school. Um, I wasn't going to parties, wasn't drinking, wasn't doing any – extracurriculars kind of ate at me a little bit because I just knew like it seemed like everyone else is like adventuring in this super fun world where I'm just kind of playing it safe and uh I was cool (laughs) yeah like how does Martin you know because people that know me know I ended up joining um, a fraternity and then you know I just had a wild college you know in golf career but I was totally fine with not joining anything until I got catfish. Yes, I got catfish. So I got, I was, I was at the ripest of my prime, and I, <laughs> and I got catfish. I was, uh, I was catfish. I can't believe it happened. And the funny thing is, um, the whole Manny Tail thing. That thing was legit. Just had finished and gone all over social media. Like I think just three weeks before, and I remember someone on Facebook, um. We went over the alias of like um Razalyn Santiago and it was like she looked cute she's like you know this girl like that lives in DV City and like works multiple jobs and she was just like messaging me like yo you look good da, 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 da. like you know hella messaging and then um I was like cool let's meet up you know I go to SF State da, da, da. like you should you know we should I should come by and then she's like yeah totally like always wants to meet up and then I would always try to meet her up, and always something comes up. Um, but we still message, and, you know, I started speaking to her on the phone, and everything kind of seemed so real. And then she was like, you know, you want to be, someone, like, something more than that? And, like, she, like, got me to <clears throat> make her uh, my Facebook relationship. And that get I haven't met this person yet. And I was like, I was just such a, uh, what's the word? When you just fucking, I was so gullible. I was just like, yeah, like, she has a reason. She's just so busy. She's got to take care of her mom or something. And um, I was like, you know, benefit the doubt. Like, this girl's a good person. And then um, I started just doubting. I was like, shit, maybe she isn't real. Like, I shouldn't be telling everyone. Like, I got this, like, Facebook relationship going on. But since, I like, I posted it on Facebook, I was like, fuck, I got to make sure it's real. So I, like, did everything I can to, like, try to meet her up. And, like, it got super close to me, like, getting to the place where she's supposed to be at. And I was like, oh, like, I had to go. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, and I was, uh, next day I was, like, trying to break up with this person. And uh, this is, like, two weeks into it. So, I, 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 the good thing, is this, I wasn't catfish for hella long. Like, I was, like, also just falling into this thing hella deep, hella hard, and got out hella hard and hella embarrassingly fast. But, um... I, uh, you know, I tried to break up with her the next day after, like, she couldn't meet me up. And then she, <laughs> she told me she had leukemia and, like, she's gonna die soon and, like, she can't handle this. And I was like, no, no, like, it's all right, I believe you. And I just fucking, like, 
was being controlled <laughs> by this fucking lie and i couldn't i couldn't tell because like she was saying she made all these other fake facebook accounts like her auntie was like messaging me and like they're like oh rosin's at this hospital do you know what's going on like she said like you guys are you know apparently she's dating you and i was like oh no like blah blah, blah. like i'm super there for her like i heard she's sick da, 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 da. and then my sister is like what the fuck is going on like who the hell are you talking to all the time randomly because i don't like always have to go on my phone when she calls and i go stand in the patio and i'm like hella stressed out and then um my sister like who is this razzling person <laughs> and then i was just like telling her the whole story like da, da, da. i just met her online like she was leukemia and i was like and martin she always asked me did you meet her and i'm like yeah i did and i was like oh, fuck not uh no <laughs> she's like what the fuck she's like what are you doing i was like i don't know and then she's like she's like real she's like leukemia like she's gonna die like and then um my sister like was able to like search her picture and we found out who the fucking person was and we were actually able to find her youtube and i was like wow this is nuts but um and she was still harassing me and I, for whatever reason i couldn't believe it i was like no nah, that can't be it that can't be it even though like one of the videos was like her talking to me pretending to be this person i was just like nah that can't be it because i couldn't it's so embarrassing i couldn't believe it and then um i was like another day goes by, i'm like fuck dude i'm so fucking in this um and but the thing i was just so like even though if it wasn't her or not, I was so afraid that she was like, she kept telling me she was going to hurt herself and like, you know, off herself. And then I was like, this is, this is way too much. Like, I didn't know. Like, I want to, I want to be out of this fake, unreal relationship. I think it's like my first real, unreal, whatever. So stupid. And then my sister <laughs> was like, dude, if this person's really saying this shit, because I showed her the messages. We went to the Mountain View police station, and I kid you not, there is a case file on this, and I reported it to the police officer, and then the police officer walked out, walked all the way to the back, uh, and like told the detective. I see them laughing in the back, and the cop comes back out, and um, he's like, "Isn't this like the Manitou case?" <laughs> he's just great i'm just like yeah i know i know like it, it does sound like that it's, it sounds like it's fucking nuts but like she's calling me like she's saying she's in the hospital she's just gonna commit suicide da, 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 da. and they were, they were able to backtrace that number and found her information and then um the police called her and then she said and they said if you keep calling this guy um you know we're gonna file a formal complaint um and you, you can go to jail you know for uh whatever she's doing and then after that, like, she never contacted me again. <laughs> um, and then my sister was, oh, my God, we were telling every. I was so embarrassed, but my sister was just telling every, all my family, like, the story. And I was like, ah, it's a great story. Because, you know, with, with that with that not happening, I was, I, I it came out of that. I was like, dude, I need to know how to fucking talk to girls. <laughs> like, I was just like, I, I was ripped as shit. I looked, I was look great looking. No social apparatus, no social skills to like date or like, you know, have friends that are chicks to like know, like to know what I'm fucking doing. And then that kind of just like led me to, you know, pledging and joining a fraternity um, and committing to it. Because I, I wanted to be social and... The whole fraternity thing is a whole nother story. Um, but it was uh, definitely an adventure. 
I don't know why I want to go into that, but the fraternity was great. Uh, I joined it, made so many friends, and so many friends, un- like, it just, you keep adding members and adding members, and everyone knows each other, and then I, you know, work with a lot of them now, a lot of them know me, a lot of, like, a lot of us are now really graduated with adult jobs, but all, co- all I could say, we, we were partying so hard and going to so many raves. <laughs> That's all I remember from that. Raves, party, brotherhood. Raves, party, brotherhood. Raves, party, brotherhood. Yeah, that was kind of the fraternity for me. Um, Obviously, it wasn't just that. It was so many other experiences and just being down and all the late nights, being up with people that you should not be up with and talking about life and talking about experiencing things, talking about being thankful and stuff and also trying to you know get schooling done at the same time uh during college damn i i stretched my time thin i was working full-time um at the coffee shop at sfsu i was actually um in the coffee shop library everyone saw me everyone knew me like i was making coffee i was in the fraternity i was there all the time i moved up there and did that for one or two years and then it got a little too much and i moved back home for a year get everything together and finish college and uh after i finished college i was i was pretty sad i was kind of a i got into a startup at the time i kind of want to have my whole job segment definitely another podcast so I'll hop into that at another time. But, um, yeah, no, my fraternity days, it really got to me at some point because I just wasn't focused on the line. And I know that a lot of other um, fellow brothers would agree, like, you know, when it comes to socializing and going out, there's definitely a limit. And if you don't set a limit for yourself, you kind of just always end up overdoing it. And then you just don't want to hang out with anyone anymore. <laughs> but um, if you go to my Instagram and Facebook, you can see a hangout with everyone when you know so many people, everyone always has a birthday almost every weekend, and everyone just finds a reason to party because they have nothing else to do. <laughs> Especially if you're under 21, it's like there's no other way to get some drinks. <laughs> I don't even know if I should be saying this in this podcast, but it's kind of what it was. So I was just super into this fraternity, super working all the time, and I was stretching my time, and... In the, in the whole fraternity scene is all these stories and people that don't like each other and this frat and that sorority and this drama and that drama. whole lot of drama, drama, drama. Add a llama, drama, llama. And then... But a lot of great friendships come out of that. And that's something I don't regret. It's the commitment to make friends and the commitment to enjoy new experiences. Um... And then at the same time, I had some great classes there, too, with the great teachers. And, you know, it's it's good when you could study with your peers and then, you know, get everything done. And it's kind of cool, like, do all the silly shit with a group of people. And then now we're all adults working our jobs or having experiences, having our lives. A lot of some of us are having kids already. And <clears throat> I remember seeing the older alumni and they were kind of at that stage already and kind of seeing us progress into those different stages. I'm super excited because it's just like even though we all don't hang out all the time now, we did at one point, and I'm pretty sure if one of us had a wedding, we would just have a bunch of people coming up and crashing that wedding <laughs> with a good heart, but definitely crashing the wedding and 
who knows you know maybe everyone's um super different but i'm pretty sure uh our little party animal will come out at some point i don't know what the lesson what that was was but i think uh overall um you know take on your experiences you know they kind of grow you i think um kind of telling my whole story and how i was in high school and kind of being very ultravert in a I want to say introvert in a very introvert type of way, beginning of my college years. Then the whole catfish thing happened, and I was like, I don't know how to talk to girls. And then I joined a fraternity and surrounded by girls all the time. And you know, to be honest, I still did not know how to have a normal conversation with girls. So yeah, I didn't really have a good social skill. With girls until like I really like started doing yoga. Oh, and that's a whole nother segment. I don't know how to just compartmentalize this segment into its own thing. This is definitely high school through into college. I want to keep this segment in. It's probably gonna be a short podcast. Hmm. I'll just leave it at that. I think I want some shorter podcasts just like so get you guys some new content every week. Um, I'll have my next segment go over uh, me graduating and me actually getting prepared for the professional space. Um, Other than that, I hope you enjoyed um, this particular short podcast. Um, Thank you for listening.